Welcome in. Thanks for joining us for the latest edition of the Delaware Bible Cast, a podcast ministry of Delaware Bible Church. My name is Brad Harris. I serve as one of the pastors here on staff. And joining me for today's podcast is the senior pastor of Delaware Bible Church, Pastor Scott Titi. Pastor Scott, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. So, Pastor Scott, today we are going to be talking about the news, specifically about how believers can discern the news through a biblical lens. And in our first equipping night at DBC this past Sunday evening, which by the way, if you're listening and you haven't heard that, you can listen to it through all the different ways that our church streams uh, services. You can listen to it on YouTube, you can listen to it through the church website on our BoxCast page, and as well on Facebook. Now I will tell you that we did have a couple technical problems during it, so it's in two parts, but those are both available online. And as you shared during that session, you spoke about how we can view the news in a biblical uh, lens. Now, a quote that I like is from the actor Denzel Washington, who, as he found himself in the middle of a widely shared fake news story regarding the news, he said this, if you don't read the newspaper, you're uninformed. If you do read it, you're misinformed. <laughs> so we see very often today that there's a lot of misinformation. There's a lot of sensationalism going on in the news. And discerning how we can respond to what we hear in the news are important but difficult things for us to work through as believers. Now, I'm sure that we could all say that we've seen these issues and that we've seen them continue to ramp up over the last decade or so. So as we begin, Pastor Scott, let me ask you this. How, or can you please briefly describe for us uh, in what areas that Christians are not discerning the news properly today? Well, thanks, Pastor Brad. Yeah, uh, I shared with a, a lot of stuff on Sunday evening, but I'm going to try to, you know, condense it down uh, for our podcast today. There's, there's, there's a lot of things going on, and Christians, I think, have failed to understand kind of the lay of the land. A lot of this has to do with the fact that in our lifetimes, we've transitioned from, you know, whatever you want to call it, the 4 o'clock news, the 6 o'clock news, and the uh, 11 o'clock news, you know, something that was on the three channels that we had on television a few times a day that you could kind of get what what was going on. And maybe you'd also read the daily newspaper to multiple 24-hour news cycles and the internet. So you can watch Fox News, CNN, MSNBC, CNBC, OANN, Newsmax, you can read all kinds of papers and you can look at all kinds of internets that have 20, all kinds of internet sites that are focused on the news 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And with that transition, believers have kind of operated their lives under the old way of thinking, which was the old way of thinking was, is that if someone is a journalist and they're published, that they're telling us the truth by and large. And what they fail to understand is that with so much competition out there in the news cycle today, what is being printed and published and talked about in that in those 24-hour news cycles are things that are designed to be sensationalistic, to grab your attention, to to just fixate, you know, to try to attract your attention and keep your eyeballs on their website or their news channel for long periods of time, because that's how they get paid. In other words, the news that we see is no longer 
kind of a public service that a new that a TV, a TV network does to try to keep the public informed. It's now a business uh, that makes lots and lots of money, and there's competition for your attention every single day. And so, the things that we see are things that are designed to get our capture our attention and keep our attention. And if you don't know that, if you don't understand that. If you're still operating in your brain on the old way that the news worked, then you will you will fail to discern the truth from the lies. So those things being said, as we are looking at various news outlets, whether it's reading an article, whether it's on social media, whether it's watching the news, what are some tools or biblical principles uh, that you would say uh, we as believers have and can use to better discern the news through a biblical lens? Yeah, I like the way somebody said it. They said, you know, operating your life today, you need to kind of build a defense mm-hmm. for yourself against um, against the uh, the fake news that's always coming at us. And so I have come up with, and this this isn't certainly an exhaustive thing, but if you just want to create something memorable, um, I've come up with kind of three overarching principles that you need to follow when you're looking at the news. Number one is you want to look for news sources that are truthful, so Look for truthfulness, number one. Number two is humility, and number three is usefulness. And if it's okay with you, Pastor Brad, I'd like to just take a couple of minutes on each one of those. Absolutely. So first of all, truthfulness. Uh, Ephesians 4.25 says, Therefore, having put away falsehood, let let each one of you speak the truth with his neighbor. For, here's the reason, we are all members one of another. What that says in in layman's terms, what, what that verse in Ephesians means in layman's terms is that, first of all, we're not to lie, we're to speak the truth. But the reason is, is because part of the fabric that keeps us together as humanity is that each one of us are operating on good faith with each other. We're telling each other our words reflect what is true, what is actually going on in the real world that we physically occupy. And to the degree that we tell the truth, that fabric is kind of intact, but to the degree that we intentionally lie to one another, we rip at, we tear at the fabric that holds humanity together. And so, you know, you want to look for news sources that are truthful. And, um, you know, we have seen over the last few years just flat-out lies coming from uh, certain media sources um, you know, in regards to uh, today is Inauguration Day, as we record this, uh, President Trump is no longer the president. Jo- Joseph Biden is now the president of the United States. But during Donald Trump's administration, there were several things that that were just flat-out hoaxes. For example, the idea that the 2016 election was somehow uh, won by Donald Trump because he colluded with the Russians. That was found to be a hoax, and yet even as uh, – even – uh, recently, uh, news sources have cited that the Russians were in cahoots with with Donald Trump. It's it's never been proven, never been shown. There's no evidence to suggest, and yet it's still being talked about. The fine people hoax that uh, that President made comments, President Trump made comments after the Charlottesville uh, debacle, and um, uh, said that the news media report. Uh, selectively edited a clip and said that Donald Trump called neo-Nazis and white nationalists fine people. And a few sentences after that, if you re-watch the entire clip or listen to the 
the audio or, or read the transcript, a few sentences after that, he said, I'm not talking about neo-Nazis and white nationalists. They should be condemned completely. And yet that a clip was taken out of context and just disseminated as, it were, as if it were fact. A major news network just a few short days ago from the recording of this podcast referenced that Donald Trump called neo-Nazis and white nationalists fine people. Um, it's, it's sickening. Um, there's other, there's been other examples of that as well. And so we, as you watch the news, you just have to keep your eye out for some things that kind of give you a signal that there's not some truthfulness going on there. For example, uh, the phrase anonymous sources say when, when a news source, uh, when a news anchor is reading a story or talking about a story and they say anonymous sources tell us, you should go ahead and train your brain to say they don't have it that that's not true and and that uh, those unless they can tell us who those sources are or give us some better indication um then we're not we're going to choose to not believe that but probably you know and i shared a lot at our sunday evening thing but the biggest one that i see happening over and over again that tells me that the news is not being truthful is this thing called mind reading okay mind reading which is Something happens, an event unfolds, and instead of journalists going to interview the person that was involved in the action and ask that person, what were you thinking when you did that, you will see, once I mention this, you'll see it everywhere. The news actually doesn't interview the person involved in the actual event, and instead they assign the motive themselves. In other words, they're basically saying, I can read their minds. I can tell you what they were thinking when they did that, and here's what they were thinking. It's crazy. I would never want anything – I would never even think about uh, trying to guess what somebody else was thinking when they did something, and and then to report that to the American people as news. It's just – it's lies. It's disingenuous. And so you want to look, first of all, for a a news source – that uh, that tells you the truth. Now, here's some here's some catchphrases I didn't mention on Sunday night that maybe let you know that they are telling you the truth. Uh, ac- according to our sources, the best we understand right now is this happened or that happened. Um, in other words, there's kind of a, a there's kind of a the best we can put together kind of a feeling to what they say, or um, they'll let you know, like, we don't know what happened, but it's possible that this happened or that happened, or it's possible that they were thinking this or thinking that. That kind of language reflects that they're, at that point, taking a guess as to what happened, but they don't know for sure. So you want to look for sources that are truthful. The second thing you want to look for is humility. Proverbs 11, chapter 11, verse 2 says, When pride comes, then comes disgrace, but with the humble is wisdom. You want to look for news sources that when they get it wrong, and can I just say this? I I think this goes without saying. Because we're all humans and because we're all fallible, every single news source from time to time is going to get things wrong. They're going to mix up the facts. They're going to report things in error. It's going to happen. And when a news source does that, they should this is my opinion, they should try to correct themselves or apologize with roughly an equal amount of force that they used to tell the incorrect story in the first place. So here's what you will typically see. 
you'll typically see a news source run something on the headline of their newspaper or the, the headline of their website. And then it's found to be wrong. It's, it's debunked. And then the correction is on page 10 of the newspaper or it's buried deep down in the website. And that's not okay. If you're going to report something as a headline story and you get it wrong, you should report your correction as something either at the top in the headlines or at uh, or um, uh, near the top where it could be easily found. So you know, the examples that I can think of that do this on a routine basis, one of them is Ben Shapiro. I know he's a polarizing figure because he's conservative and not, a, not everybody subscribes to his worldview. He's not a Christian. He's a Orthodox Jew. Um, but uh, Ben Shapiro has often, uh, not often, but multiple times he has gotten it wrong and he has corrected himself at length. He has written essays to correct himself and he's had discussions with people on, on what he got wrong. So I appreciate that. We need journalists that will tell us the truth, number one, and when they get it wrong, they will humbly tell us that they did it, number two. And here's the last thing. And I think this is critically important. Usefulness. Usefulness. First Timothy chapter 4, verses 7 and 8 says, Have nothing to do with irreverent, silly myths. Rather, train yourself for godliness. For while bodily training is of some value, godliness is of value in every way, as it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. That verse, again, in a nutshell, just means that for reasons that we don't fully understand, it's very tempting for us to spend our time to talking about things that don't matter, talking about babble, uh, just talking about things that are designed to invoke emotion or to spread gossip, right? And the Bible says, don't do that. Don't do that. And instead, train yourself for godliness. And so one of the things that we need that I think you need to, we all need to put into our brains as kind of a filter for how we process the news is, is this news useful to me? Is there something I can do about it? And I made the point on Sunday night that I think the best, most useful news, just as an example, is the weather report. Why? Normally. Yeah. Well, yeah, sometimes the weatherman gets it wrong too, but, 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 um, you know, I'm planning a long trip tomorrow in my car, and it's winter in Ohio. Is it going to be icy? Am I going to drive through a lot of rain or weather? Or, you know, uh, should I wear take a, uh, an umbrella or wear a raincoat? You get the idea. So the weather, the weather report is very useful. So with all of the news in multiple 24-hour cycles, excuse me, coming at us all the time. With so many news websites and apps and newspapers, and we have to slice through all the madness and get to what we can actually do something about. So here are a couple of questions to kind of slice through the madness. Number one, what can I do about it? Okay, so there's a story, and it's about the Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, and she's not a person that, she's a person that riles you up emotionally and stuff, and, and it's talking about how she's, the news story is talking about how she plans to do battle with the Republicans. And, and ask yourself, what can I do about it? And if the answer is nothing, move on. Move on. There's nothing you can do about it, right? Pray if you can. Pray. Right. Oh, sure. You can pray. But that uh, may be the only thing and, we could and, do. And maybe in a certain 
set of circumstances, you could write your, you know, congressperson or whatever and, and try to get them on board with your opinion. But if it's if it's if it's an article that's just and this is especially sinister, I think, is it's talking about what she's thinking about doing or what a person is considering as a next move. There's no action there. There's no it's again assigning motives as it's, you share. It's assigning motives. It's it's pro- trying to predict the future, and uh, I don't know too many stockbrokers that can do that, let alone journalists. So, so what can I do about it? And the second question is, how does this help me today? How does this help me today? You want to you know you want to know uh, what I think uh, can help you today is whatever time you spend looking at the news on a daily basis, start by flipping it all on its head. Spend most of your time on the local news. And just a teeny bit of time on the national news or the world news because there's not much you can do about it. Again, unless you have a position, a work position that requires you to know foreign policy and know what's going on, uh, you know, maybe don't spend so much time on it. Anyway, uh, those are my three. That's kind of the the, the grid that I use. Uh, you want to look for news sources that are truthful. You want to look for news sources that are humble and that give you information that is useful. Well, and two additional points that you uh, had brought up on Sunday night that I found helpful too, as we talk through these things, Pastor Scott, is first of all, as we talk about truthfulness, uh, as we look at what are truthful news sources, often they're not the first to report a story, but they're the ones that report it accurately. Right, yeah, there's that whole fog of war thing, right, where something just happened and we don't even have the facts yet, and they're already assigning motives to what happened. That's not okay. Mm-hmm. Secondly, with that, you shared that uh, there will be accurate and good news sources that if we really like them, we are probably going to have to pay a subscription fee for them because they're not going to be able to do what some of the big boys do in, in generating revenue. That's exactly right. And you know, I want to give a shout-out to World Magazine and then their podcast version, The World and Everything in It, those things require a subscription fee per year. It is worth the price that you pay. And you're supporting them directly. They don't have to put in a bunch of advertising and stuff. They can just give you the news, uh, give it to you accurately, and um, give it to you without lots of commercials. So along with what you shared there, we know that there are people within the church, whether it's Delaware Bible Church or those listening from another church, who struggle with either too much news intake or or being incredibly negatively affected by what they hear on the news. Now, you did just share those two things of what can I do about it and how does this affect my day. Any other helpful tips of advice or things that you would share with those who are struggling just with being too negatively affected when they turn it on or too much intake there? Yeah, I've seen a lot of folks that are struggling with, you know... <laughs> Can I say this and not sound too cliche? We live on one of the greatest. We live in one of the greatest countries on the planet Earth, um, and I really, I really believe that we still have a lot of freedoms, um, and uh, you know, life here is really. And, and and yet, I find a lot of believers living in despair. Number one, about what's going on in our country, and there's things to be concerned about, but they're they're downcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the second thing I see. Um, is that uh, they think about it all the time. And when you talk to them, that's all they want to talk about is politics. Oh, my goodness. We have a mission here that, uh, you know, share the focus your time less on the news and 
fixating on the news and take that time. You know, the Bible says the process of change is put off, be renewed in the thinking of your mind, and put on. That's also in Ephesians 4. Take the time that you're spending looking at the news for hours and hours and and stop that or cut it down to a reasonable amount of time. Maybe give yourself 30 minutes of news time a day and then pick up the phone and call a church member who hasn't been to church in a while and check on them and say, how you doing? And, and I love you and, and uh, anything I can do for you. Uh, talk to a family member who doesn't know Christ as their savior and just build a relationship with them. You know, get your nose out of all of the news garbage. Um, I, I found that people that it it can really mess with your uh, spiritual health. Mm-hmm. So basically, let's just imagine that I'm a person that watches several hours of the news a day. Just imagine how my attitude and person and just personally my spiritual life would change if I took one hour less. I prayed for what I'm hearing about on the news that I can't change. And then, as you said, I ministered to somebody in my sphere of influence. What a difference that could make. Huge. Absolutely huge. So, as we know, some believers, they struggle with far too much news intake. Uh, There are other people that we know uh, that can fall into the other extreme of just paying very little attention or being completely misinformed. And so often we can see that's where many of the fake news headlines can really be problematic, right? Because people just, they don't pay any attention, and then they see something on there and they just are gullible and, and believe it. So when it comes to those within the church who just have no news intake, uh, those who aren't focused on staying up on current news at all, what encouragement would you share with those people? Yeah, uh, you know, I don't know, I don't want to encourage them to look at a whole bunch of news because I don't want them to get addicted on mm-hmm. on all that stuff. But I do, I can mention some good news sources that will keep you informed and keep you informed from a biblical worldview perspective uh, without um, overwhelming you. So every day, uh, Dr. Al Mohler, who's the president of Southern Baptist Theological Seminary, does the briefing where he talks about items in the news, and uh, I found that to be very informative. I'm usually playing that in the background as I'm getting ready for work in the morning, and then um, he only does that Monday through Friday. And then um, The World and Everything in It uh, is another podcast. That that one's longer, and um, you know that's a good one as well. I, I don't know if I'd do both every day, maybe do one or the other. Uh, World Magazine is also a great uh, magazine that would come to your house. That's a good resource. Uh, you know, if you want to look up something on a specific topic that's going on, for example, the topic of socialism, you know, what is socialism? What does it mean? Maybe you've heard that word. You don't know what it means. You can go to YouTube and you can look up Prager U, uh, Prager University, P-R-A-G-E-R University, and then, you know, maybe type in Prager University Socialism, and you'll find some good quality five-minute videos or 10-minute videos, maybe at the most, that will explain con concepts in what I believe to be a very fair and balanced way. Now, somebody might dispute me on that, but um, I think that by and large, those are typically good. As far as the mainstream media, I'm going to just be honest with you and tell you just as forthrightly as I can. I don't watch Fox, CNN, OANN, uh, 
NBC, CBS, ABC, uh, each one of those, uh, you know, throw in MSNBC, CNBC, you know, all the network news channels are so biased, some for the right, some for the left, that they're only giving you a narrative. And everything that they report, they try to force fit into a narrative, whether that narrative be conservative or liberal, right or left. And so, you know, if you insist on looking at the mainstream media, then my, my um, if, if that's something you feel like you have to do, then my suggestion to you is to balance your time. Uh, as, as, as difficult as this, for, is this, as this is for me to say, watch half an hour of CNN and a half an hour of Fox. And if, if they both agree, it's probably true. And if one of them says it's up and the other one says it's down, it's probably false. <laughs> well, and with that, I think basically to summarize what you're saying there, we're not telling people if they're not in the habit of watching hours and hours of cable news to suddenly do so. No, We're please. saying look at the other op- options and opportunities, and you can still be informed on what's going on without spending hours and hours. In fact, oftentimes today it can be counterproductive to watch some of those shows within the hours and hours just because they're going over the same things over and over and over again. Well, and just to add to that, people say people in the church, in the, in the conservative evangelical church, tend to say that you know all sources of media are getting more and more liberal. And my, my response to that is, does that surprise any of you as our culture drifts further and further away from biblical precepts? Um, it should follow that the reporting is going to be more and more separated from biblical precepts. And so um, it's just, it's not surprising. And so you're going to have to work a little bit harder to get to the truth. And honestly, there's, there's this little bitty part of me, I'm not a, I'm not a boycott guy, but there's this little, bit of part, little bitty part of me that says, if we all stopped watching the news sources that are intentionally lying to us, they would go out of business. Very true. So we've talked about a few news sources uh, that are some of your favorites. Uh, we talked about uh, the podcast, The World and Everything in It. You talked about the resource of World Magazine. Uh, we talked about Dr. Al Mohler and the Briefing Podcast. Another resource that I'll mention that I often read that I get a lot out of is a website called Discern. Oh, yeah. I uh, like that one. Now, that's D-I-S-R-N dot com. And that was actually done. That was actually uh, it's it's done by the guy that started the Babylon Bee, and he sold that. So he sold a fake satire news site to focus specifically on a Christian worldview news site. There's some opinion pieces on there, and they'll clearly state that. But I think that they do a really good job of accurately representing news and sharing a Christian worldview with it. Pastor Scott, any other sources there that you would say these are some of my go-to's or ones that are just really helpful for me personally. Uh, number one is the Bible. That's that's a good one. Uh, we're preaching through at our church right now. We're preaching through Esther, and I'm flabbergasted by how applicable Esther is to the events of today. And even this Sunday, Esther chapter three. Um, you know, we're going to see a lot of things in Esther chapter three that are really going on today, and it. And there's going to be help in there for helping us to navigate uh, these events. But no, um, I've already mentioned them, and I think that those are pretty good. I, 
I do have one more thing I'd like to add. Sure. And, and again, this is probably I should have said it earlier, but I just want to add. There's oftentimes, and I find this happens in conservative media more than liberal media maybe, but there's oftentimes that the news will report that somebody did something wrong. You know, it was a sin or a crime, and they did it a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, I want to challenge you to say, you know, to, to think, pick a number of years that you would, <laughs> if you did something, for example, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, and but you haven't repeated it since, how long would you want to go, you know, how many years would you want to go by before you would want somebody to be convinced? You know, that this is not a, a pattern in their lives. You know, so if the last time that you sinned in that particular way or you, you did something in that particular way was 10 years ago, when the news media reports so-and-so did something 12 years ago, but they haven't really done it since, just don't even think about it. Right. Just, just forgive them. Hope that they would have grown and changed yeah. by that point. Our media, this is a crazy world that we're living in, and, and there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff going around where people want to get, they want to punish somebody for something they did or said 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 25 years ago. That's, it's just not, it's not okay. It's not how a society works. We grow. That's right. Think of how much you've changed just over the last year. Exactly. And then multiply that by 10 or more. Absolutely. Well, again, Pastor Scott, we thank you for joining us today for today's podcast. Again, if you are looking for more resources concerning what we talked about today, you can find those on all of our streaming platforms. And uh, that will be entitled The News Through a Biblical Lens. Again, that's in two parts. They're on all of our streaming channels on the church website, on Facebook, and on YouTube. Thanks for joining us again. Thanks, Pastor Scott, for joining us. And we look forward to sharing with you again next week.